Hey, you're listening to Pull the Plug. Sometimes we do say some naughty words on air like poo-poo, pee-pee, caca, elbows. While that escalated quickly, listener discretion is advised. Hey there, what's going on? You're listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Shannon Bryan. And myself, Justin G. And Dwight the Cat. And uh, Darby the Dog. (laughs) And uh, Jerry the Sailor. And Guinness the Beer. So... It's a good night. Yeah, I mean, it's tasty up in here. That's that's what's important. You're talking about me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, not really. Uh, but you will notice that the, the sexiest voice is actually missing. Uh, Justin Bryan are not here with us this evening, but it's a very good reason. He went to get sexier. Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, the, the boy's growing up a little bit, moving up in the world. He's got his first tattoo. Yes, he do. He got his first little bit of ink, and... Uh, it looks damn good. Yeah, um, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna spoil. It's the uh, the the like the angeled creature from uh, Nirvana's In Utero album. Yes, uh, looks bad- badass, and it totally suits him. Like I could not have picked a better first tattoo for no, him. No, it, it's fantastic for him. And Although he, we were discussing the fact that we still need to get uh, pull the plug tattoos. I, I want I want to get that actually like kind of around my butthole. Yeah, see, and that's exactly. I said I was saving that space as well, and he said he was going more for like the gooch. Area? Gooch is a good one. Um, but yeah, ever since we did that story on anal tattoos, I'm hooked. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's kind of intriguing. So, And I mean, what better spot to put a pull-the-plug tattoo, right? Well, I mean, that's where we reside. Like, that's right. That's that's how we do. Yeah. Um, it's it's snowing like balls outside, which is why we're trying to warm ourselves up with some, some delicious alcohol. The first time <laughs> uh, that we've done a pull-the-plug with alcohol involved. I don't oh, know if you know that. Yeah, but, no, that's uh, a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. If you listen back to any of the shows, you'll realize that that's a full-blown lie. Yeah, but uh, it's going to, like, regardless of it just being you and I and uh, animals this evening, mm-hmm. we can guarantee that it's going to be good. Do you know why? Why? Uh, we got some sick music tonight. Yes, we do. Yeah. Handpicked by Shan Bryan herself. So. And uh, what stories do we have going on? Um, well, last week we did the uh, the five best songs of 2013. According to spin.com. Yes. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to do the top five albums of 2013 from Rolling Stone. So, moving on from song to full albums this time. That's right. I wonder if we'll see any crossovers. Um, Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the songs were a little random and hip-hop based. Super random. Like songs I'd never heard of or heard before in my life, so that's cool. So we got that. We got an update on the woman uh, a few weeks ago. We did a story about a woman who wore cocaine diapers. Yes. We got an update on her. Could not um, forget about that woman. I know a lot of people are interested in that. Uh, a man tries to sue an island over a bad vacation. Uh, I've I've read a lot of these. Like I actually read before an entire blog on legitimate uh, complaints that mm-hmm. uh, uh, tourism companies have gotten. Um, and it's absurd. Completely absurd. It's it's terrible. Uh, the Grammy nominees were announced, so we're going to talk about that and how fucked up everything is. Yeah, I know how much... there's a lot of honked up shit. I know how much you love award shows, too, so... <laughs> yeah. I'm not even angry about that, but the nominees for this year... Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, but we're going to get into that. Perfect. And what your favorite album of 2013 says about you. Ooh, it's like a horoscope with albums. Exactly. It's like a personality test. Yeah, I like it. So we're going to, uh, we have all that plus your movie update, uh, your music news, and like Shannon said earlier, some stellar music 
coming your way tonight on Pull the Plug. So you're definitely going to stay listening for at least another five, ten minutes. Sure, yeah. There we go. Um, like you said, I'm a little biased. I picked all the music tonight, which uh, kind of excites me a little bit. And yeah, you don't get to do that that much, so that's cool. No, and I, I'm, of course, in love with all of these songs. And very fittingly, we're going to start off with a love song here by Trouble and Daughter. Check them out on Pull the Plug Podcast. The birds don't know what love is Let's show them a thing or two Thing or two If I wrote a love song A love song just for you One plus one is two daughter their love song check those guys out troubleanddaughter.com you can follow all of their social feeds and find out where they're playing next because they are a killer live band yes they are yeah. um so earlier this year um we we did a story about two women who were arrested at jfk airport when u.s customs officials found out that they were wearing cocaine diapers <laughs> fashioned out of duct tape and inside those cocaine diapers they were carrying six and a half kilos of cocaine. Wow. So those were some big butts. Like yeah. those serious diaper butt going like, on. They don't lie. Like yeah. that's how big they were. <laughs> uh, now one of them has uh, just been sentenced for the crime. Uh, Michelle Blasingale, who's 36 years old. You'd think that this crime, I don't know, maybe this she is... She would have been beyond that? Yeah. Or, I, don't, I feel like 
the the idea of wearing diapers, you have to be really young or really old, and she's sort of in the middle. Yeah, she doesn't really, and you know, to be stupid. I mean, you're kind of at the you're <laughs> so at stupid. The, yeah, so I don't really get it. Um, she will serve two years in prison for taking uh, that flight from the Dominican Republic. Uh, That's it, eh? Two years. Yeah, it does seem kind of. I mean, I feel like that much, um, like that much cocaine, and you know, you're flying with it. Are you not a drug smuggler at that point? That's the Why thing. are like, you not getting more time? If they're trying to do this whole war on drugs, which won't succeed, but if they're trying to do it, you'd think that you'd try to send a message at least a little bit. Yeah. Two she years. needed a bigger diaper to get a bigger sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, officials had noticed uh, Priscilla Pena and Blasingale, who was promised $9,000 to smuggle in the drugs, uh, they noticed her because they were walking with an awkward... You know, like they had just gotten fucked in the ass really hard kind Ooh, of walk. Yeah, I know that walk. No, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh we're learning a lot about you in the past few weeks shannon brian i don't know about don't too know. much not n- not put... that uh, new of information is it well you're just being very descriptive let's oh, put it that way okay. that's the, I'm, I'm comfortable with it yeah. uh, a pat down then revealed a hard object in the pants mm. uh which was the 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 do-it-yourself drug girdles essentially um and blasingale then admitted a man in the dr had given her a package to take back to uh you uh United States. Uh, the value of the drugs uh, in the diaper was around $85,000. So she was getting ripped off with the promise of 9000 anyway. Well, I mean, a drug, you know, drug smugglers got to make a decent amount of, you know. I guess. But it does seem like she was getting ripped off a little bit. The other person's uh, planned to be sentenced later this year. Um, but we always like giving like little updates on these kinds of stories because when we told it, we said they had just been found and they were wait- awaiting sentencing. Yeah. Well, and, and we know uh, what our listeners want to hear. We, they need to know updates on drug diapers. That's important. Yeah. You know, I've heard that complaint from a lot of listeners. So For sure. There you go. Yeah. That's your update. <laughs> We are going to get back into the music here. Make sure you check us out online. You can find us at ptppodcast.com. Follow along with all of our social whatnots pretty soon up on our YouTube channel, Jay Pullman Videos. Yes. And he's coming up right now. Jay Pullman, stand your ground here on PTP Podcast. This whole damn world's out to get you You better stand your ground Well, it's ten to one And it's one for all You better stand your ground You better stand your ground in my hands, making a living, working that nine to five. I ain't there for nothing, and lock the doors. You're gonna stand your ground. You're gonna stand your
the paper trails and phone calls I'm going off the grid But I ain't going nowhere We're gonna plan my feet I'm gonna stand my ground We're gonna stand get you you're gonna stand the ground will we all fight for something turn it all around you're gonna stand your ground you're gonna Pullman there, you are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast. Yeah, and uh, if you stay up to date with uh, uh, anything really music-related, you will notice that the Grammy nominations came out. Yes. And uh, a lot of people aren't super stoked on a lot of it. Tell us why. Well, we're going to uh, we're gonna break down some of the kind of the, the bigger categories and see what, what your thoughts are. Um, I'm going to start with Record of the Year, and okay. I'm going to put it right out there that I don't know what the difference between Record of the Year and Song of the Year is. Well, wouldn't record be like the full album? No, because there's also album of the year. So you try explaining okay. that to me. All right. Um, so we'll start with record of the year, which I think is actually a pretty good breakdown of this year in music. Okay. Um, and I think what's really nice is that pretty much every genre is represented. All right. It's kind of nice. So uh, we got Get Lucky from Daft Punk and Pharrell Williams, uh, Radioactive from Imagine Dragons, uh, Royals from Lord, Locked Out of Heaven from Bruno Mars, and Blurred Lines from Robin Thicke. Would the would maybe the idea of record of the year then be like the chart toppers, perhaps throughout the summer kind of or like throughout the year? Perhaps, yeah. The the, the singles. That they're maybe? sort of like the record holders. I, I guess, yeah. All right, that's a good breakdown. I think I think that accurately describes this year in music. If you had to pick only you know five songs, right. I think that's a pretty good estimation no, fair. of the year. The problem starts for me at least with album of the year. All right. The first one on the list: the Blessed Unrest from Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Who? <laughs> That's everyone's question. So you're in a, a company there with uh, Daft Punk with Random Access Memories. Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, the Heist for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Huge album. That's, yeah. That one's understandable. Taylor And Taylor Swift with Red. Not our kind of music, but it's a huge seller. Was, was it maybe a very critically acclaimed album? It had one sem- pretty popular single. And, you know, it did 
fine in critic reviews. But you oh. look at other different, you know, one yeah. that really comes to my mind is the Nationals' new one. Nowhere to be found and considered by many to be one of the standout albums of yeah, the year. Yeah, absolutely. Nowhere on there. Um, Song of the Year, uh, Just Give Me a Reason from Jeff Fasker, Pink, and Nate Ruiz. So you know that, yeah. clearly. Uh, Locked Out of Heaven from Unorthodox Jukebox. Uh, Roar. Uh, Royals, finally some that something that I actually know. And Same Love, which is uh, from the uh, the heist album from Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Hmm. Only two of those tracks I know. Interesting. And now again, I know rock isn't necessarily focused on by the Grammys. They don't really give a shit about yeah. it because it's not the popular music. But I feel like we're really being misrepre- misrepresented here. I totally agree. Um, and then finally, uh, and there's a ton of different categories. You can see it at Grammy.com. Best New Artist. few of these I understand. A uh, few of these I don't. Okay. Uh, James Blake. Super popular in, in the UK, okay. from what I understand, in Europe. Not that big over here. It, yeah, I couldn't name a song. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Makes sense. Okay, fine. Uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, Casey Musgraves. Ooh, I don't know that name at all. Exactly, <laughs> and Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran makes makes total sense. There's just a lo- there's a lot of people. I can see what I I can actually see Ed Sheeran taking taking that home. I know Macklemore had a really big year, but um, I think I don't know Ed Sheeran. Like he played the Olympics. He like a team. Like he mm-hmm. performed with Elton John. Like I think it was just it was a huge year for that kid. Yeah, and and he he rocked it, and and. Him and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, I can see, and Kendrick Lamar, they belong, I think, in the best, you know, new artists yeah. category. Those other two, interesting. They don't really, they don't yeah. really fit. Um, so we'll be posting the full list uh, to to all of our social stuff. You can find all those links at ptppodcast.com. and let us know what you think, what your opinions are of, you know, the Grammy nominations, because there's a lot of people that are thinking it's it. It's just really a weird selection, a really weird. I, yeah, it's a weird year. selection, definitely. I think um, almost every year you get people that hate the nominations, but this year I think That's it's it's happen. more confusing than anything. Another one missing from album of the year, and again, it's not a pick of mine, but a lot of people love it. Is Kanye West? Jesus, Jesus, yeah, huge album. A lot a, of people that's dig a good it. Point. Um, probably the person most surprised by that is Kanye. Is, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> He's probably super pissed. Um, but yeah, we'll be posting that link uh, to uh, Facebook and Twitter. Again, ptppodcast.com to find those links. Yeah. Heading back into the music here, here's some Lumberjunk procrastination on Pull the Plug Podcast.
never stop waiting in the cold, contemplating how I feel when I am gone and old. Hands are in my pockets, music in my ears. How much do you think I've seen after all these years? I am tired of pushing things away. When I said I'd do it yesterday, I think eventually I'll see the day. All my troubles seem so far away. You're just hanging there. Pay attention. Now it's time for your pull-the-plug movie update. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. Top five at the box office this week. Number five, Delivery Man. Number four, Thor, The Dark World. Yeah. Yeah. Passed uh, recently, I think this past week, passed the box office totals for the first Thor. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the Avengers brought on a lot of, um, even just like comic book movie fans like just that movie was so unbelievably good cross genre yeah it was just that, fun and action that and yeah all of a sudden people really drew to those characters and we're sort of going back rewatch like rewatching or watching for the first time and i think the other too like I, I mean you know i was a huge fan and I'm, I'm by no means like a comic book nerd like you know but i enjoy these movies but even when like the first thor was kind of getting promoted i was like how the hell are they going to do this right and i think the first one probably could have been bigger. 
Well, if, I, I think you're right. It just faced a lot were... of skepticism. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's probably why this one. One of the reasons why this one's picking up so well. So awesome. good. Number three, out of the furnace. Um, really shitty opening on that yeah, one. Yeah, no shit. Five point two million. And uh, number two this week, The Hunger Games: Catching Fire, at twenty six point two million. Uh, that's a total of three hundred thirty six million, though. Right on. And we went to uh, we went to go see it this week. What you What did you think? What would you get out of out of out of five? Out of five, I would give it a four. Hmm. Um. It by no means was a perfect movie. It was an excellent movie. Yes. Um, it was too long. It was a little too long. Agreed. Um, it there were just and it was too long in the sense that you're like, how is they can't end this movie? There's like another three hours worth of film waiting here, and I know there's another one coming out. There's two more coming out. Oh, They're splitting there? the last one into just oh, like they did with Harry they Potter are. and Twilight, and they, that seems to be a thing in Hollywood now. But. Um, yeah, it just it felt like even the point that they left you at, you're just like, oh well, now I need. It's more. just like, like yes, yes, oh done. Yeah, like it was just action packed right up until the end, and I know like that's sort of the idea that they want to leave you hanging, they want you coming back for more, but it just seemed like it was so full to have no ending. That's the problem, though, and and I think this is the case with a lot of like. I know it's not necessarily like a trilogy, but, but you do like kind of have to deal with that. Like, you don't really have a movie with a beginning, right? Like, you don't have the benefit of the first movie where you can set up these characters yeah. and set up this story. And the the second movies always suffer from the fact that you can't really have a, a good ending. Yeah, you don't have a beginning. You don't have an ending. All you have is a middle. So the entire movie was just jam-packed full of middle. Yeah. And, I mean, it was it was great. Like, the action was a lot of fun. Like, it was a really good well done action series but i feel like that's all it was my my i think my biggest complaint is and it's funny because you say you know it's full of, you know almost too full of action which there's a lot of action for me the first 20 25 minutes felt too slow oh interesting it felt like you know and and i you know if you've seen the first one spoilers but <laughs> first of all fuck you um but, you know, they're dealing with, you know, winning these games and obviously killing people. So you've got, like, post-traumatic. And you want to see that, that they have those uh, that effect on people. But I don't want to watch that for 20 minutes. Yeah, and and it sort of started taking, again, spoilers, it sort of uh, started taking the route that I thought they were going to take it down, like, a Twilight path where they were going to focus on the wedding and shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to see kids die. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's still it's still a really good movie. I, I'd, I'd agree. I'd, I'd give it a four out of five. Certainly not perfect, um, but it, it's highly entertaining. And if you like the first one, you're going to like this one, and you're going to come back for the next one. So yep. it's awesome. And what's oh, number one on and the list? Sorry, number one this I just assumed that was number one again. No, no uh, number one this week, uh, Frozen, the new Disney flick, uh, $134 million so far. It's, uh, it's getting pretty good reviews. Yeah. And I, I heard just a, it's like a neat tidbit. I like little tidbits about movies. The It's... As the name would suggest, that there's a lot of snow in this movie. Right. The animators went in, and every single snowflake that you see is different. No shit. Yeah. So they have a computer program that renders all this stuff, but they made sure that every single snowflake is different. Um, someone pointed out online, though, that there was um, a very clear point in uh, not in like recent Disney history that the the titles no longer featured the name of the main character like forever the movie was bambi pocahontas the lion king the, that's a good point the actually. title of the movie was always 
the character, the Little Mermaid, like it was the main character. And then all of a sudden there was Brave and Tangled and Frozen that have nothing to do with the character. And that was sort of a staple of our remnant, like our memory of Disney, yeah. right? Oh, I never thought of that before. And, and all of a sudden that's not the case anymore, which is... Um, I, I don't know. They were just sort of saying from an adult perspective, like they, they want to take their kids to it, but they almost don't recognize that it's a Disney movie anymore because, I don't know, they see like, I don't know, like, I don't know, titles of animated movies and they're like, oh, it must be Pixar or something. They, it mm-hmm. just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't click as, as being Disney. as a Disney movie, which is such a cherished like thought in, in like sort of our adult minds to be like, oh my God, that's, it's Dumbo. It's like, I've never Pinocchio. noticed that before. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, opening up in theaters for you this week, uh, limited release film that stars actually Paul Walker. Um, it's, I guess Ooh. probably going to be his last movie. It's called Hours. It's, uh, he plays a father trying to keep his infant daughter alive in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. Interesting. So it's got to be pretty fucking intense. But yeah. uh, apparently, it's, apparently it's pretty good. And you know, if you're going to do a good movie, it's not a bad send-off for Paul Walker. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. And the big one. The one that I've been waiting for for literally a fucking year. Yep. Cannot wait. Uh, the Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Um, gonna be epic. Yeah. Gonna go see it this Thursday, 10 o'clock. Uh, well, I'll, I'll have my full review because I am going to do a full review of it. I of did course. the last one, um, Unexpected Journey, last year, and, and I have to do that. That's just what I do. Now, I'm sort of curious after coming off of our little uh, rant about the Hunger Games there because this is the middle movie once yeah. again. Um, I wonder if we're going to see sort of the same thing that not a not a beginning, not an ending. Is it just going to be packed full of middle or is there going to be a conclusive sort of tie to this movie that we can actually I don't know, leave the theater going? That was a great movie. I'm excited to see the next one. Yeah, but I think um, and, and I'm, you know, I might sound biased, but there's been a, a lot of movies that I think have done this very well. Um, where the the middle chapter of a trilogy is well done, I think in the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the middle the middle movie, I think oh, that's exactly. a very well done film that shows a really good beginning. Yep, you know, gets you excited and has a pretty cohesive end because you know, okay, a part of the storyline is completed, but you still have more to do it. But there's a, a a relative end there. Yeah, I think following the same theme, I'm expecting that out of out of this second Hobbit movie as well. Now, and. And I kind of was too, because of that. But we're dealing with a, 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 you know, a set of movies, a trilogy of movies that is based off of one book, a child's book. That's so also true. that's it's hard to stretch that. And they've taken certain liberties, whether you're a fan or not. You you know you can deal with that or not. But um, from what I've heard, it's a really big ass cliffhanger at the end of this film. So and, and see, I'm not uh, like I don't mind the cliffhanger aspect. It was just, I mean, with the Hunger Games again, it was just the fact that it was all meaty middle with nothing on either end necessarily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I'm expecting um, a great story out of The Hobbit. Yeah, and I and I think we're gonna see it. And yeah, and for book lovers, apparently there's a bunch of literary changes, but you're gonna have to deal with it. I'm just so excited to see the dragon. Yeah, that's I'm so fucking stoked. So more more on that next week, but. Yeah, that's coming out this week. Coming soon to theaters on December 20th, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Yes! Uh, I think that that's the one I, the entire world is looking forward to. This the, ne- coming Next week looks like an amazing week for movies in general, though, to come out. Very true. Uh, American Hustle. That looks fantastic. If you've seen it, check out the trailer. It's like an old like 70s, 80s Very vibe cool. to it. Uh, Walking with Dinosaurs 3D. 
Um, I'm a huge fan of dinosaurs, but and, and it's it's geared towards kids. But if you watch the trailer for this, badass! It looks really cool. Amazing. Um, a movie called Her. Um, this one has uh, I think it's directed by Spike Jones, and it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it, where he basically falls in love with like a Sir- a Siri esque computer. Which is, I think, voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Very cool. Well, how can you not fall in love then? Well, yeah, fucking. Um, but it's, it's crazy reviews, and, and everybody seems to love it. So. Interesting. Um, and another um, Disney pick for me. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really falling in love with Disney all over again. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, that looks really good, too. December 27th, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So um, This one looks amazing with uh, Ben Stiller playing sort of a dramatic role, which I... I really like yeah it's like comedic like undertones but yeah it's more dramatic and i guess he wrote and directed it as well or yes. at least directed it yeah. so that's cool uh lone survivor the wolf of wall street 47 ronin and the worst movie to ever come out in the history of movies uh grudge match yeah you know because robert de niro, de niro fighting sylvester stallone, stallone. Ugh. no <laughs> nope New on DVD for you this week, Fast and Furious 6, uh, Battle of the Year, Despicable Me 2, Touchy Feely, Adore, and The Hunt. Coming soon to DVD, Prisoners, The Lone Ranger, which is one um, I'd really like to see. I'm a, I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan, so yeah. I have to see that one. Uh, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, um, One Direction, This Is Us. Yeah, you know, if you're into that. Yeah. Elysium. Oh, Yes. And uh, one that I really need to see. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. Kick-Ass 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. So excited for that. Uh, some celebrity birthdays for December 11th here. No jingle at all? or uh, December celebrity birthdays. Boop. I like that. That's pretty good. That was it. That was all right. <laughs> uh, actress Haley Steinfeld from uh, Ender Game, uh, Ender's Game and True Grit is 17. Porn star Nikki Benz is 32. Uh, you might know her from her work in uh, A Big Tit Christmas 2. <laughs> Uh, Hot Chicks, Big Fangs, or Deep Anal Drilling Five. Oh, she did gr- good work in that one. That was yeah, five. The five was the the best one of the series. Yeah, three and four were like eh, but five really it was like it up. eh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, actor Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World is thirty four. Ryder Strong, great name. That's like a like a detective name or a, real or a porn star name actually. Name. Well. Ryder Strong, yeah. yeah, that's definitely a porn star name. Uh, actor and artist Moss Def is forty. Uh, actor Max Martini, I think it's most Def, is it most Def? Well, I guess it would be. Okay. My apologies, most Def is forty. <laughs> uh, actor Max Martini, another mm. badass name, is forty-four. Actress and singer Monique is forty-six. Uh, Nikki Six of Motley Crue is fifty-five, and uh, Jermaine Jackson of the Jackson Five, probably most famous for naming <laughs> his child "fucking Your Majesty." That's true. Is fifty-nine. And today. I think what we learned about December eleventh, it's the day of badass names. Yes, it is. <laughs> you got Your Majesty <laughs> and deep anal drilling. So that's right. That's uh, the best of both worlds. Oh dear! What a great like. Seriously though, an amazing list. I like of that. Names. That was good. Um, coming up, we've got uh, some more ridiculous stories. We got a fun list. And we got your music news. Tons of good stuff coming up for you tonight on Pull the Plug, so please stay tuned. And stay up to date at ptppodcast.com. We're going to get back into the good stuff here with some dang guilty. Exercise me on Pull the Plug Podcast. I got a demon. It's rattling my bones. Hey, little devil, just won't leave me alone. 
need a moan Causing me to stray So very far from my home She gets me down And she gets me up She got me drinking whiskey From the devil's cup Exercise me Devil put her heart in all her desire. At the center of the sun, so I'd have to walk through fire. I kept on walking, ooh, my feet got tired. And the flames kept burning higher and higher. She gets me down, then she gets me up. She got me drinking whiskey from the Exercise Me, you're listening to Pull the Plug Podcast. You can check out that track, along with the rest, on their uh, Tail Dragon EP. You can get that over at dangguilty.com. Yeah. So, um, this is a, it's kind of a neat little breakdown, I think. I think it's funny. All right. This is uh, stereotyping you by your favorite album of Perfect. 2013. Perfect. I love stereotypes. There's a reason they're, they're stereotypes. They're always right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is basically what your favorite album of 2013 says about you. Perfect. Now, there's a full list that you can find on FlavorWire.com, which we'll also be posting to Facebook and Twitter. But I want to break down some of them for you. This is neat. I'm excited. Uh, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Yes. Uh, you're a well-off 30-somethings who have also, uh, office jobs and spend a lot of time reminiscing about how the pills used to be, quote, better back in the day. <laughs> uh, the band Haim. They yep. had uh, one of the top five songs. Heim. Heim. You, you always are correct me on that. Uh, f- with uh, their album Days Are Gone. Girls who own several of those flowing 70s full-length th- summer dresses. Right. Yes. Pretty much. That's that's kind of perfect on there. Hey, there's a photo of a chick with bare boobs. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> uh, if 
Pure Heroin from Lord was your favorite album of 2013. You're a poptimist who consider yourself sophisticated. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, you have to be if you're a 17-year-old that, that can, is playing in the big leagues. That's true. Frank Turner, Tape Deck Heart. This one's okay. for you, Okay, all right, let's hear Punks who live in terror that someone will find out about their trust fund. <laughs> well, I wish I had a trust fund. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, the National, Trouble Will Find Me. Uh, wine Club subscribers. Interesting. Do you know what? I can actually see that. A yeah. lot of people I know that it was like one of their favorite albums. Yep, they're that yeah, type. They're that classy kind of fucker. They really are. Uh, Reflector from Arcade Fire, a lot uh-huh. of people's favorite album of 2013. People who moved to Williamsburg seven years ago and still think, still think it's just the coolest place in the world. <laughs> Uh, Miley Cyrus, Bangers, Tween's Gone Bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, Yeezus from Kanye West. People who like arguing about music more than they like listening to it. That's a spot on list. That's valid because there's, there are a few really good tracks on that album, but most people just want to make fun of Kanye West, yeah. which, I mean, he deserves it. But you got to listen to the music as well. So it's a full list. It's it's much longer than what I'm going over right now. Yeah, I'm interested to check out the... I, I like the Frank Turner one because, yeah, that's an album I couldn't put down this year. Um, and This, this yeah. is another one that you... The, I know you like the band Yuck. Uh-huh. Uh, with their new album, Glow and Behold. Dudes who are too young to remember the 90s but are totally sure that that was the time they should have been alive. That's awesome. I mean, that doesn't... Doesn't really apply pertain to Pertain to me at all, but... Because um, I'm not a dude, and I did live through the '90s, so. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I do have to do this for one final one. R. Kelly, Black Panties, creepy, smooth-talking bros who will pressure you to do unspeakable things in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You one of those people, Shannon? Yeah. Please don't do that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Shannon's had too much Sailor Jerry. That's, That's my true. opinion. That's not true. So we posting that full list from FlavorWire.com. I just on... like my R. Kelly boys. That's true. Yep. On uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, find both of those links at ptppodcast.com. Coming up is your music news, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's get to some Evan Michael Loose. Here's Five Feet Deep on Pull the Plug. Tell me, crazy lady, where is my pretty baby, my lovely little lady, would have worked this all out? 
your mind blown and now it's time for your pull the plug music news slap at the bass man i slap at the piazza new releases for you this week in music good old war from the city of brotherly love uh the main with their uh, new one imaginary numbers neil young live at the cellar door uh r kelly with black panties shannon uh, mm. you're gonna be picking that up <laughs> and uh, childish gambino because the internet uh, not getting get, uh, very good reviews. Really? Everything on iTunes is saying it's fantastic. Oh, um, uh, I saw a one and a half star today. Really? Yep. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. I hope I hope it does well. I like I liked his first stuff. I, I like him as a person. I think he's really creative and, and interesting. You guys so. are, are good friends? Are no. You? You, can, you can still like a person <laughs> if you don't know them that's as right. an artist. Um, so those are all your new releases for you in music. <laughs> Top five on Billboard.com. Number five. Prism by Katy Perry. Number four, Duck the Hulls, a Robertson Family Christmas by the Robertsons, doing very well. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed for, about for that. A seasonal, seasonal album. Fuck you, America. Number three, Blame It All on My Roots, Five Decades of Influences by Garth Brooks. That title is way too fucking long. Yeah. I wonder if that's like an... Because I, I don't do enough research into the show to look if that's like... You know, uh, an album full of covers of his influences. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Sounds like a Garth Brooksy thing to do. Sure. Sure. Why not? Number two, the Marshall Mathers LP two by Eminem, and number one, Midnight Memories, One Fucking Direction. <laughs> yep. Everybody hates on these kids. It's really it it, and the only reason I don't. Totally is because they're not douchebags, it seems. They're not a group of Justin Bieber's. Yeah. yeah. I don't like their music, but they're not douchebags, so fine. I can ignore that. Uh, some music headlines here for you. It's been announced Lamb of God frontman Randy Blight's memoir, Dark Days, My Tribulations and Trials, will be released on June 24th, according to Amazon. You can also pre-order it on Amazon if you would like to do that. He was that guy that got, uh, I think, charged with manslaughter for throwing a, a guy who jumped up on stage... Oh, yes. Often 
killed him accidentally, of course, and yeah. shit went down. Uh, remember a while back we talked uh, came out that Sasha Baron Cohen was going to play Freddie Mercury in a new biopic? Yeah, which, I mean, they look similar. They do look similar. Uh, well, he recently dropped out because uh, you know over disagreements with Queen about the film's direction and tone. I guess he wanted Freddie Mercury to wear like the the mankini thing. Um, right. <laughs> the new <laughs> the new actor to portray uh, Mercury will be English actor Ben Wishaw. Um, you might know him. He played Q in Skyfall. In the also uh, looks like it can be done up to look quite it. similar. I don't know. And apparently, I mean, he I, I, we haven't seen him in much because he's primarily you know a British actor, but. From all accounts, he's a fantastic actor, and wow. in that movie, he was great. So, and I mean, it's kind of fitting. And he's gay like, too, so it's perfect. It was kind of fitting to like he uh, Freddie Mercury was also like raised in England. I think he was born in India and then like raised in England. But yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of nice to have that tied to it as well. Yeah, uh, Kevin Drew of Broken Social Scene is uh, putting together a new video, and according to a posting from his label Arts and Crafts, he is seeking couples to appear on camera, quote, engaged in passionate and intimate sexual moments. And, Isn't quote, that hot? In various states of undress. It is kind of hot. Man, if I could take the day off, I don't know who I'd take, but it would be good. <laughs> of the video, Drew said, I'm looking for real couple, couples to make... Couples. Uh, couples <laughs> to come make out on camera for the greater good of vulnerability. So you apparently have to be comfortable with... You know, with being, yourself, being nude. Your, your partner, your sexuality. Yeah. I'm all over this. I really wish I could take the day off work. The label's posting calls the project, quote, a visual documentary composed of artful photography, which will conceptualize the sensuality of the song. Okay, now you're just getting, now it's not sexy anymore. Uh, Drew is hoping to work with couples of a variety of age, uh, ages and orientations, but you must be uh, 25 years older or old. 25 years old or older, sorry, to participate. Uh, to be considered, uh, email a photo to kevindrewvideo at gmail.com with a short description of what love and lust mean to you. Love and lust. Fucking and talking afterwards. Wow. <laughs> Still having something to say afterwards. <laughs> All right. That, that boat sums it up, right? That's, that's pretty much. That's, that's, that is love. Let's put it, let's, you know, when you what can still... When you can still when you can still talk to that person after you stuck it in the ass in their ass, then I mean that's that's love right there. All I'm saying. Um, and, fi and finally, in, in news that actually makes me really excited, um, on March 25th, a lost Johnny Cash album will be released. Wow. Uh, titled "Out Among the Stars," it's 12 forgotten recordings. Um, they're not demos or outtakes. Uh, they are unearthed by the label and uh, Cash's son, John Carter Cash, back in 2012, and include duets with both Waylon Jennings and June Carter Cash. That is really awesome. cool. Uh, two tracks are credited as being written directly by Johnny Cash, uh, Call Your Mother and I Came to Believe. Uh, it was recorded at Nashville's Columbia Studios back in 1981 and uh, 1111 Sound Studios in back in 1984. Wow. That's so awesome. That is very... And, and that's this week? No, no, no. March 25th oh, is March. when that's going to be released. Wow. That's exciting. So, like, new Johnny Cash. And, again, not, you know, like, oh, live demos or, like, acoustic versions, which would still be cool, or outtakes. Like, legit songs. Like, unheard, full, with mastered like, recordings. With, like, June and Waylon Jennings. Like, that's so that's really badass. badass. That's very, very cool. So, once again, that's coming out uh, out Among the Stars, uh, March 25th, new Johnny Cash album. Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, that's your music news for you. Uh, we got two more stories coming up for you tonight here on Pull the Plug. We got the man that tried to sue an island. Yeah. A shitty, uh, shitty vacation. 
in the top five albums of 2013 from rollingstone.com. Perfect. Well, we'll get back into the music here. Here's some Mike Vile. I just want to be your last. How romantic. He, mm. he should be in the Kevin Drew music video. I, I hear he's not, he can't talk much after fucking in the ass, though. That's oh, what I've heard. Oh. So. Well, regardless, here's some Mike Vile on Pull the Plug. Sugar goes well with coffee Like the day mixes when I I might be a little different than you But we go together right You treat me quite Better than I've been treated before I don't want to sound trite I just know that I know for sure We all live with regrets we shouldn't care about the past I don't need to be your first love I just want to be your last I just want to be your last You said you had to kiss a few frogs Before your prince appeared I've been waiting for you like the sun waits for clouds to clear It's been raining for what feels like years And the whole time you were always near to me But that's how it goes when we all live with regrets We shouldn't care about the past I don't need to be your first love I just want to be your last Your last You're finally told me Finally forgot my past I passed Which was the preface before you So when I met you I'd say at last, at last. I used to think that love at first I was for fools. I hope that it's okay that I broke a few of your rules. We have all been hiding stars under our hearts. I've been told the healing ends after true love finally starts when I first saw you. I first thought at last, at last, when I first saw you. I first thought we all live with regrets. We shouldn't care about the past. I don't need to be your first love. I just want to be your last. Wanna be your last Mike.
Mike Vile there. I just want to be your last. You're listening to Pull the Plug Podcast, and you can check him out, MikeVile.com. Yeah. Um, short little story here. Um, there's a man, um, Canadian man, Bruno Leduch. Leduch? Ledouche. Sounds right. Uh, who recently sued the Dominican Republic because it rained on his vacation. Sued the entire country. Just fucking the whole DR. Sue them all. Wow. Every single person there because it rained on his vacation. Wow. Um, but he didn't get far in court because uh, he was labeled a quarrelsome litigant by a <laughs> Quebec judge, which is apparently a pretty rare distinction in which the judge declares that someone often demonstrates uh, stubbornness and narcissism. Interesting. Um, and they came to this conclusion because he, th- this man has 70, has filed rather 70 small claims suits um, wow. in recent years, including one against Costco because employees took too long loading a lawnmower into his shopping cart. Well, I mean, if you've ever been to Costco, you know how long they can take. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it it's a little... Clearly, he's just trying to get as much money from everybody as he possibly can. He's just a shit disturber. He is. He's apparently won $114,000 in lawsuits since the year 2000. He's won that much? $114,000, which, let's be honest, though, in seventy for 70 small claim suits, that's probably less than the amount of legal fees that he's paid. That's probably a good point. Um, so he's now barred from filing any other lawsuits without first getting approval from... A judge. Good. He sounds like he's a dick. I know. He's just like <laughs> a, just, he's a shit disturber. Yeah. He's the he's the kid who would in who in school who would just throw papers and then, you know, cause just shit. He's yeah. a little asshole. So fuck him. Like I said earlier in the show, though, I actually read. Um, it was a blog on a legitimate. It was like a, a travel, uh, like company that they arranged like all inclusive vacations and stuff like that, like tour groups and things mm-hmm. like that. And it was an entire like listing of legitimate complaints that they had gotten to their service from customers. Really, and some of them were absolutely unbelievable. Like uh, one, uh, they had sent a family to a sandals resort, and the family tried to sue them because when they got there, they did not have sandals for them. <laughs> um, they were also pissed that they had to buy bathing suits at the resort because they were in awe. In complete shock that there were no bathing suits waiting for upon uh, upon their arrival. Were you just you expecting a whore there to just suck your dick for you too? Like yep. what, what's going on? Um, but my favorite on the entire list was um, a couple that tried to sue um, because they got pregnant while on vacation. No way. Yep, and they said, "Well, that wasn't the intent of the vacation. Like you sent us to," and and they're like, "Should have worn a condom." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it was it was a legitimate no complaint. Way. It was absurd and it was hilarious. I was reading them out at work to uh some of the ladies at work and they were laughing. I love that so much. It was Can amazing. Can you find that list again cuz that would actually be worth talking about. Yeah, like there were literally hundreds of legitimate complaints that were just completely full of absurdity. I love that so wonderful. much. I love people like that because they they have no idea that they're crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they yeah, they just don't understand. Um yeah. I, I thought I thought it was funny. That's entertaining to me. So once again, we're posting the that's a link to that story as well as all the stories from uh, this evening on uh, you know Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Go yeah. to ptppodcast.com for those links. So uh, Katy Perry has been traveling um, around Ontario a little bit. I have been seeing a lot of her radio stations have been interviewing her. She has not visited me. I have 
called no. and left voicemails and written letters. I've tried on your behalf, and I, I apologize. Don't, I don't know what's succeeded. happening. Um, but here's the next best thing. Here's Jack Levin happen covering "Part of Me" by Katy Perry on Pull the Plug podcast. Days like this I want to drive away Pack my bags and watch your shadow fade You chewed me up and spin me out Like I was poison in your mouth it took my light, you drained me down But that was then and this is now Now look at me This is the part of me That you're never ever gonna take away from me, no This is the part of me That you're never ever gonna take away from me, no Throw your sticks and your stones, throw your bombs and your blows But you're not gonna break my soul This is the part of me that you're never ever gonna take away from me, no I just wanna throw my phone away Find out who is really there for me You ripped me up, your love was cheap Was always tearing at the seams And I fell deep, you let me down And that was then, but this is now Now look at me, this is the part of that you're never ever gonna take away from me, no This is the part of me That you're never ever gonna take away from me, no Throw your sticks and your stones Throw your bombs and your blows But you're not gonna break my soul This is the part of me That you're never gonna ever take away from me, no Gonna break my soul. This is the part of me you're never ever gonna take away from me. No. Jacqueline Van Happen cover of Katy Perry's "Part of Me." You are listening to Pull the Plug podcast. Ain't that just beautiful? Yeah. You should find Jacqueline Van Happen online. Yeah. Jacqueline Van Happen. 
just Jack and Fun happen on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, it's a page, so it's a lot like the, the slash doesn't work, but just search Jack and Fun happen, you'll find her. I think uh, if you go to ptppodcast.com and go to our artists oh, page, you can you see can Jack and Fun happen on there, and you got links to all this fun stuff. So good idea. Nice and easy. Um, we're gonna go over. Last week we did uh, the five top songs of 2013 according to uh, Spin.com. Uh, yes. Which we were kind of eh on. It, it, it just wasn't our style. Exactly. Which is fine. So so here's hoping this one's a little bit better. Uh, recently, RollingStone.com did the list of the 50 best albums of 2013. We're going to go over the top five for you right now. Let's go. Number five, Arcade Fire with Reflector. Seems like a good choice. I mean, yeah, regardless of whether you actually enjoyed it to its full extent or not, mm-hmm. it was a big album. It's a huge album. Huge. Uh, I, I think even more anticipated than than anything. It was just it was a massive. That's, album. that's the thing, yeah. Um, and I think it would have been higher on the list if it had not been so anticipated. Because I think people put it like this big grandeur idea in their heads, Definitely. and it, there's just no way it's going to ever meet up to that. No, no I totally agree. Well, number four, which I'm I'm a little confused about is paul mccartney's uh new album called new yeah like i totally understand that he's he's a a great yeah Um, he's a fucking beetle but i think his greatness is is behind him a little bit like Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean you can't say anything bad about the guy no, I mean, he's fucking 71 years old. He's got, you know, going to have dementia soon, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, number three on the list uh, it has to be definitely in the top five, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Yep. Um, Caught the World by Storm with Get Lucky. There's tons of other fantastic tracks on that. I love that Lose Yourself to Dance track. Yeah, I, they blew everyone away with that album. Um, it, it's a fantastic album. So that's number three on uh, Rolling Stone's list of, list of the 50 best albums of 2013. Um, number two here for you. Yeezus from Kanye West. He'd be pissed it was number two. He would be super pissed. It's an intense album. Um, But you like it. Well, there's certain aspects of it that I like. That, I mean, I like a few songs on it, and I like that it's quite different. Um, I can I can appreciate that. In all um, fair, I haven't given it a chance, um, and I probably won't. It's just not my thing. Uh, Kanye is just... doesn't do it for me, but... Does yeah. it for a lot of people, yeah. yeah. Um, have you seen this list, Shannon? Have you read it all the way to number one? I I don't remember. <laughs> what's uh, <laughs> to be what's your what's your guess for the top album of 2013 for RollingStone.com? Which one? It and for me, I'm happy to see that this is number one. It makes me happy. It gives me hope for the future of music. Oh, I think I remember what it is. It is uh, Vampire Weekend's yeah. Modern Vampires of the City. Which, if you haven't listened to this album. Do yourself a favor. It's phenomenal. It is. It's 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 fantastic, and it's so refreshing to see. You know, some people will say, "Well, that's not real." You know, rock and roll music, which maybe it's not, but it's certainly more rock than a lot of other stuff that's kind of being hailed this year. And it's so nice to see that that's number one. And and after catching them live a couple times this summer too, like it, they just. They they blew me away with the live performance of this album. Yeah, like every track, like whether or not like you feel the rock come through on the album or not, you see it in their live performance. Um, it really is is uh, a great rock album. It is. It's it's fantastic. It's there's there's happy moments to it. There's you know there's kind of if you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot of just sad and, and shitty feeling moments, but. The entire album is fantastic yeah. from start to finish. So yeah, if you haven't, and, sorry, and and this album actually had me sort of go back 
again in in their discography mm-hmm. and and re-listen to a lot of their older stuff just because this album made me re-fall in love with them. I really like Vampire Weekend too because they they do a lot of weird different stuff. They have the traditional, you know, guitar and bass and drum and, you know, keyboard and whatever. But then they've got, you know, like like orchestra stuff and then just like weird sounds here and then traditional music here and, you know, traditional sounds over here and it's they layer it all together so well to just make fantastic songs. It's they're nice to so see that good. they're not afraid to sort of experiment a little bit and get a little bit more creative whether it's something that, I don't know, might work or not kind of thing. Like they they like to sort of push the envelope a little yeah. bit. Yeah. A lot of times you don't get that. You get the 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 vague creativity because you don't want to push yourself too hard because you might alienate people. Yeah. They're just really good at doing it yep. and they, they keep it going. So that's uh, the top five of uh, the best albums of 2013. Again, according to rollingstone.com, we'll be posting the link to Facebook and Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, find those links at ptppodcast.com. And uh, while you're at ptppodcast.com, there's a, a contact page on there. Let us know what your favorite album of 2013 has been. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite that wasn't on this list? Um, you're kind of putting me on the spot. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing I really got to think about, but that's, that's definitely going to be happening, um, in one of these shows as we near the end of this year, our favorite, you know, songs and albums and, yeah. and music stories of the year. We're definitely going to have a full breakdown for sure of the, of the year. So, uh, definitely going to stay tuned for that. Coming up next, here's some dress rehearsal morning gray on pull the plug podcast.
Morning Gray from Dress Rehearsal there. You can check them out at dressrehearsal.bandcamp.com. And uh, that's going to bring us to a close for the night. That's it. It's over. That is it. I don't know how you think we did. I think we did pretty well for just being you and me and you know some Guinness and Sailor Jerry. Well, I mean, when you bring the sailor to the party, that's when you know it's legit. I like how I you know. said that. It's like intentionally trying to be badass and not working out too well. No, I, I do not pull that off very no, well. That's okay, though. No, but I'm fine with that. Like, I don't know. I like to, I'm not like really a fighter. I'm more of a cower in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. That's good. That's what everybody's looking for. That's all right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's going to be it for for Pearl the Plug this evening. Probably a good idea because I'm slurring my words. But it was a fun night. You got to admit. We had a good time. We we had some great music discussions. I really liked the um, what the album said about you. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That was fun. Uh, you can find uh, that the link to that story and, of course, all the stories from this evening. Once again, our Facebook and Twitter, uh, ptppodcast.com is where you can find those links. And I really like this time of year because all these like you know end-of-the-year lists are coming lists. out. And uh, within the next, I guess we only have you know two or three shows left for 2013. That's right. Um, we'll be coming out with our own. Yeah, our own top five, you know, top lists, you know, favorite songs, favorite. Uh, you brought up a really good one I'm really excited to try is uh, our favorite live performances. We go to a lot of live shows. Yes. So uh, <laughs> definitely uh, stay tuned to future episodes of uh, Pull the Plug. Uh, you can find all of this stuff again, ptppodcast.com or uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Search for PTP Podcast. It seems real when when you're on iTunes. It does, yeah. yeah. It seems legit. Yep. You can also find us on Stitcher. Yep. All that fun stuff. We're so, everywhere. Uh, Just yeah. find us. Google uh, that shit up. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. And stay fucking interesting. And, and masturbate sometimes. Kiss my curvy butt. Goodbye. That shit is hot, son.